Welcome to Uncorked, another episode brought to you by Team Corker. This week, we are celebrating Mother's Day. Mother's Day is on Sunday, and in honor of Mother's Day, we have our very own Kelly Benjamin, who is a facilitator and a consultant, a member of the Corker Collective, a new mother, and someone who's just launched a new business on the power of being a mother and really not fighting, yet going against some of the societal norms, the societal pressures, and creating a space for it to be safe, to ebb and flow, be euphoric and discouraged, be sleep deprived and still enjoy. Kaylee is a very special human and it was an honor to have her on the show. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi Steph. It's happening. I'm so excited to have this conversation because while your contribution to the collective is so special and important, what you are up to in your life is also really special and important. And that is the launch of your new baby business and brand. And I say baby because it's just been birthed into the world, but yet it also has what beautiful metaphor for life as a mother. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's been birth being birthed for a long time I've been in labor for a long time bringing this business to the world and interestingly so many lessons from my life as a mother have related to launching this business Mm. you know I've often felt that being pregnant with an idea being pregnant with a business being pregnant with a thought could be quite akin yet I've never had a a child biologically or otherwise. And so I think there is something very special that only mothers will know or experience. And that is the journey of, you know, bringing a human into the world as you have. So Mm -hmm. I want to focus this conversation really on the brand and the business that is Kelly Benjamin and what you have chosen to do. And I just want you to know that I'm so grateful for your contribution to the Corker Collective for who you are there as well. And Mm -hmm. We're diving in and going all about you, Mama Bear. Is that cool? <laughs> That's cool. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> so you became a mom. And then what? So that's the journey of this. And I want to start with the first question of, did you always want to be a mom? Did you know that that was part of your desired path? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, yes, I, I have always wanted to be a mom. It's something that something I've known and considered and thought about for a long time in my life. And I was not stuck on when I became a mom or how I become a mom. I suppose the timing actually came about in my life as to when I had had you know, met my now husband and had a son. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were working, you had a corporate job and you, you know, were planning on taking maternity leave. Did you think that you would go back to your previous job or what did you think life would look like for you on the other side of having your first child? Mm -hmm. There were whispers or rumblings inside before I even was pregnant that it was time for me to make a change and to work more independently. And yet having my son, when I went on maternity leave, the thought was there, but when I went on maternity leave is really when it was crystallized and it became the catalyst for me jumping off and actually leaving the corporate world and starting my own business. 
suddenly the conviction inside was so strong that I knew now was the time that there was no more time to wait. And I think that that is part of having a child for me in my own experience is that my lens widened, my purpose became even clearer. Mm. And I really feel every day the present moment and the beauty in the present moment. And that's what Theo allows me to see that's like, this is the time for me to do it. It's now. Mm. Beautiful. I mean, I think we can just pause on that and say that this is the time for everyone to do it is Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, if you are so lucky, should you wish or desire to have a child, you really know the time is now. And if you don't have a child, the time is still now. Absolutely. (laughs) That is pretty special and powerful. So you had these rumblings, you had an inclination and you had a child. He's gorgeous and healthy and you are vibrant. Even when you tell me you might not sleep all night. (laughs) And I mean, it, is astonishing to me and I'm in awe that mothers are capable of bringing new life into the world and new business and new ideas. And it feels like I know so many incredible people that have a baby and are like, I swear, like does breastfeeding or bottle feeding inject ideas into your spirit? And you're like, ah, now's the perfect time for me to add some more complexity into my life because that's what you've done. You've come up with ideas and workshops and structure to this. And I want to know all about it. Well, I think, you know, I I don't know if it's breastfeeding or bottle feeding or what it is that injects it into a mom, but it is true when you become a mother for many mothers and those who identify as mothers, there is a personal development journey and a spiritual journey that many mothers go on. And it's one where, as I said before, your purpose may become clearer, your identity is shifting. I was figuring out who I am now as a mom and as a contributor in this world. And it really brings the question forth to be very clear and at the forefront. What is it that I want to do and how is it that I want to spend my time? And I think that's where so many moms decide to make the leap and start a business because the world is asking them to do it. They see the preciousness of life right in front of them having born a child. Yeah. And so that's really where this business came from of my own experience as a mother. I had actually been interested in supporting mothers and in parents for, it was about four years before I became pregnant myself. I put two and two together that I really loved and felt passionate about supporting mothers in particular. Mm. And I had one idea about how I thought that business would come to life, which was as a birth coach, as a doula. Mm. Yet, as I went through the experience myself, what I noticed was just like my coaching career, my life as a facilitator in the corporate world for so many years, what I'm interested in is the greater transition that a person goes through in this major change in their life. Mm. And so that's where this, this concept in this business came from. I left my first prenatal class with my husband and he looked at me and he said, did you think it was odd that no one asked about us? And that moment really stuck with me that Mm -hmm. we didn't necessarily feel seen as the parents, that it was all about birth and preparing for birth and about the arrival of the baby and about all the gear and the equipment that you need. And I saw an opening for the focus to shift to the parents and for me in my own lived experience, the mother's well-being. Mm, Interesting. I mean, I think what we know is there's so many lenses 
the lens of the baby, the lens of the mother, perhaps the lens of the person bringing the child into the world. But as you've said, one thing I really love that you've taught me already is that a mother does not need to be female and a mother does not need to be necessarily the person that has bore the child. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it's true that the act of mothering, the act of caring for a child and providing them with care, with being fed, getting them to sleep, nurturing them, loving them can be performed by anyone. It doesn't need to be a female. And mm. there are many people who other partners, dads, you know, those who don't specify gender, those who mother a child. And so many people identify as mothers and as primary carers to their children. And mm. so mother isn't exclusive to woman. Mm. That's a beautiful distinction. I really appreciate you sharing that. And in the devotion of your work to this transition, what is the area that you saw was missing? What was the gap? What was the conversation that wasn't being had that you really want to be supporting? And I'm curious if you had those experiences yourself, or did you see a gap in the market, if you will, to really offer something? Mm -hmm. Great question. I'd say the two areas that I focus on in my business, because they also apply to me personally, are a concept called matrescence, which is matrescence like adolescence. And it's the emerging term for the process that a mother goes through as she becomes a mother, whether it's biological, fostering, adoptive, whatever it looks like in terms of this person, I'll say her for simplicity, her becoming a mother. And so Matrescence is looking at all the changes and the shifts that a woman and a mother goes through, whether it be physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, financial, cultural, social relationship. Everything is revisited and shifts and changes as you become a mother and creating space for that conversation to happen. And then secondly, looking at the cultural norms of motherhood and really I, I say the institution of motherhood because motherhood as we know it is an invented construction of what it means to be a mother in the year 2021 in this world, in this day and age, in this location that we're at. And so my business focuses on those two areas. And those are both personal experiences for me. I noticed that fortunately in recent years, the conversation on perinatal mental health has been emerging. And that's been wonderful to see that there's a lot more conversation around you know, anxiety and depression and what that can look like after having a child and even even more so emerging during pregnancy. And yet many mothers are starting to think, okay, do I have postpartum anxiety or depression or is this normal? And so there's this scope here of I'm trying to normalize and pathologize what is actually a very normal experience for a mother to go through. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have postpartum depression or anxiety, yet it's also important to know what those signs are. Mm. On the other hand, from the moment that I became pregnant, I suddenly found myself questioning, questioning, I'll put it that way, questioning, <laughs> questioning the way things were and why, why there were certain pressures and expectations being put on me from that very moment that I found out that I was pregnant. Why was it the norm that we wait three months to share the news? Why is that my news? and even potential grief to bear alone. Mm. Why 
is birth medicalized? Why is it in hospital? Why is there so much focus on childbirth and not what happens after the birth? Hmm. My time being pregnant just brought up so many questions. Why was I judging my own body and feeling self-conscious about my body as I was growing a human? Hmm. And so I started to see that there were all of these social norms that exist around motherhood. And I ended up finding motherhood studies, which is an area of sociology that explores what the institution of motherhood is. And I want to bring that to more and more mothers to understand what are these oppressive norms that we are living within in this year. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps because it feels like you just celebrate your sweet friends when they tell you they're pregnant and you don't really talk about anything else. It's like, Mm -hmm. when are you due? How are you feeling? The expectation is I feel great or I've just spent a trimester puking and then (laughs) everyone just carries on. But it's like, wait Mm -hmm. a minute, you are creating life Mm -hmm. and that life force is using your life force. And of course, Mm -hmm. this is a huge deal. And yet we really do have these moments that you can plot, you know, it's the three month mark and it's the different points in time. You know, I remember when my brother became a parent and he said, you know, the first three months, everyone really cares and they're so excited and they're bringing you things. And then after three months, like, are you still with me? Like, where's all of this help and attention and excitement? Because I'm three months sleep deprived and it would be really nice to have an adult conversation. So I can't imagine how this all fits in to, mm-hmm. you know, one lived experience for you. Mm-hmm. Completely. You, you said it so beautifully that when you're on the outside of watching either someone be pregnant and have a child or foster or adopt, there's the milestones that we know of to check in and, and follow up with in these parents' lives. And yet for them experiencing it, and for me having experienced it, it is something that is all-consuming. Mm. It's something that was my experience day and night and is my new reality. Mm-hmm. And that's not to put the responsibility on other people or to have anyone feel bad for what they did or didn't do to parents, but mm. I want to educate. And that's why I also say that my business isn't only for mothers, Mm. This isn't only about mothers. This is about anyone who knows mother, anyone who has mother, mm-hmm. anyone who has friends that are mothers. Mm-hmm. It's about us getting educated on what it means to be a mother and how we can better support mothers. I love that. I know that there are organizations that are working with you and putting their parents through your programs. And that just feels like the ultimate form of support. And I really love that because there's benefit plans. That's nice. But beyond the dentist, like it would be really great to have some support about these enormous life moments. So I love that that's, you know, not even seen as a development opportunity. It's truly just seen as a support for working as you and I have now coined the term professional mamas that need your support. That's, that's incredible. We'll make sure that all of the links and all of the details of how to reach you, because you do have public offerings, and yet you are also working inside of organizations. If an organization would like to work specifically with you, that is totally possible as well, which I think is really, really special. I would love to dive into a few questions that are just unique and special to you. So we honor that the journey is different for everyone. And so there's no expectation that anyone has had the same journey. And I think through stories, we get to relate to one another and that feels really special. Do you mind if we go there? Yeah, please. Let's go there. 
I want to know the biggest surprise, like the greatest delight upon becoming a mother has been for you. The greatest delight is quite simply, but it's incredibly complex. It's the amount of joy that I feel as a mother and Mm. the amount of joy that my son radiates out into the world and being a part of that every single day and seeing that and being a reminder of the joy that we can bring to every situation and the joy that it has brought to our family of three, the levels of happiness that I've reached in my time as a mother have been unlike any other before in my life. Well, that's a mic drop. That's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So I honor that high and I have to ask if there's a low, has, (laughs) has there been a polar opposite moment at all? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. One of the darkest moments, if not the darkest moment in my time as a mother has been when my son was just over four months old and I truly experienced the depths of sleep deprivation. Mm. And in that moment, the very real thoughts that were going through my head were, is this ever going to end? I don't think I'm going to sleep. I didn't even need eight hours. I just wanted to strung together. I was questioning myself as a mom. I never thought I'd become a Googler to try and find all the answers to how to solve a situation, but I was, became obsessed with trying to quote unquote solve his sleeping. And I felt a lot of anxiety around it. That was really the beginning for me of starting to understand the miseducation around what to expect around the expectations of children, babies, sleep, that there are norms that I've subscribed to that I didn't know I subscribed to. I expected our child to be the sleeper and the snapper. And that's what I thought they were all doing around the world. And it opened up a possibility for me to start considering my values as a parent, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to parent, what choices I wanted to make, and also what norms I was and was not going to subscribe to. Mm. Did you subscribe to any form of norm known as getting help? (laughs) You know, at the same time, layer on top of that, when my son was four months old is when COVID hit. And so the whole world was concerned about a pandemic and I had no energy to focus on that for six, eight weeks. I was trying to get some sleep and to get some support. And fortunately we leaned on my parents and, you know, hunkered down together for just over two months during the beginning of the pandemic. And I truly don't know how we would have got through that period if it weren't for them. Amazing. That's so wonderful. I'm glad that you weren't in isolation and that was possible. That's amazing. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that because what I just heard was both sides of the spectrum from euphoria to anxiety and how they can truly live together and both are okay and both are totally real and they're bundled in this beautiful little bean and it doesn't make either good or bad better or worse but gosh darn it it's real life I mean I think you also just summarize one of the greatest lessons that I've had personally as a mother which is in getting comfortable with contradictory and opposing feelings ambivalence at once. I don't think that I was taught and that the world that we are taught 
how to hold such opposing feelings at the same time and for them to be okay. Mm. And so for there to be total joy with my son and at the same time despair Mm. at first was unnerving. Mm. And yet as a mom, I now see that's part of the experience that I can hold two at the same time. And as you said, both are equally important. Both have equal lessons and learnings and both are okay. Wow. Well, I am certain that mothers will relate to this conversation most definitely. And I can tell you that as a non-mother, I relate and I hear and I feel, and I think it's so important to have this conversation and to learn what it's like. Whereas you said, I think 86% of females typically go on to become mothers. So how can we have greater empathy for what is going on with our colleagues and our friends and our family members if we haven't personally gone on the journey? And then also how can we hold space for knowing where others are at on their journey? And I'm just so grateful that you're committing your life to this work and to what it means to be Theo's mom and Kaylee Benjamin. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We wrap every podcast with one last question. And that is what is making your sweetheart beat faster right now? Oh, it's the launch of my business. Yes. <laughs> that is making my heart beat and my armpit sweat. And it's <laughs> my life's work. Oh, amazing. Well, like I said, links will be in the show notes. We can find you on Instagram. We can find you online and tell your mothers and call your mothers and tell them that you love them today because mm-hmm. they've definitely handled some contradictions in their lives as well. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you so much, Steph. Thanks, Kaylee. 